another edition of Driving with G. I got the greatest punter in the National Football League. You can at me all you want to. His name is Michael Dixon. He joins us right now, man. Thank you so much for coming and driving with G, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, as a matter of fact, somebody had just told me, they're like, man, you need to get Michael Dixon in the car. And then I got a note that said, yeah, you're going to be, Michael Dixon's going to be in the car and you need to take him. So today, this evening, I'm taking you to John Howie's event. It's called The Taste of Seahawks. It benefits Ben's Fund. Um, are you looking forward to this event, my man? Yeah, looking forward to it. I know a couple of other guys are going to be there, so right. it's always good to just be able to hang out outside the uh, football area and just chill. Now, one of the things I do before I start asking you questions is uh, I like to ask about the type of song, any type of song that kind of gets you feeling a certain type of way and good, get some good vibes and things. What do you got for us? Uh, I'd have to say Do Not Disturb by Drake. Uh, that song was just like, I'd listened to that a lot when I was at Texas and like when I was like deciding if I wanted to leave school early and mm -hmm. try for the NFL and that kind of, that was one of the songs that, I don't know, just just made me feel good about my decision and kind of just gave me confidence. I don't know if the lyrics say much about that, but it just that just had the vibe to it. All right, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Do Not Disturb by Drake. Well, you, you was flowing to this? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Michael Dixon flowing into the facility, flowing like that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and confess something before we even ask even more questions. When the Seahawks traded and made a move and picked a punter in the fifth round, let me just tell you what I said. I said, man, what? A punter in the fifth round? Man, that's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Then I saw you <laughs> punt for the first half. I said, oh, okay. I just got to know, man, take us back to the very beginning. Not when you first started playing football. When you first knew you had a bionic leg. Uh, yeah, so I played soccer for a couple years when I was real young, about age six. And it kind of even started back then. Like I had, I kicked like a penalty kick. And like my coach was like, that was in, like that was insane, like that was real fast. And he called it the head chopper. He so like, called it the like, head chopper. Head, head chopper. Head chopper. Okay. Because it was like so fast. And then I played Aussie Rules, and like my first award that I got was the golden boot, which is like the golden like foot because I had a good kick in that sport. Right. And then just for years, like I was just obsessed with like the punting aspect in Aussie Rules, and would just go every day up to the school and just kick and kick and make up games with my friends and just like kick a ball around so that's why I had like a good connection with my foot and a good connection to that movement that made learning how to punt. So when you, let me ask you this, when you were punting back home in Australia and you're playing all these different games, yeah. would you ever watch NFL games? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> I, um, I had like Madden like an old Madden and would just like throw Hail Marys and that's that's it. I had no, I didn't know what defense was. I didn't know the game. I just kind of threw the long ball on like a super easy setting but had no <coughs> had no idea about the game really. So you're over there and then I want to hear about the first time that somebody said to you, hey, 
it maybe might be a good idea for you to go play football in the States. Yeah, so like Sav Rocker was a guy that I always like looked up to. He um, he played American football. He played Australian football professionally and always had a big kick in that sport. So that's why like I thought I could do it as well because I had a big kick in my sport. And then I had players on my AFL team telling me I should try out punting. I should play American football, and it was always a joke for a couple years. And then uh, when my AFL career wasn't going anywhere. I decided that um, you know I want to give punting a real shot and see see what I had to do. Didn't know anything. Didn't know college football existed, but then found out that was the route to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You mean to tell me you really didn't know that college football existed? No. In, in 2015, before I tried out, like I didn't know what college football was, and then I tried out and uh, with like tried with a punting coach in Australia. He explained the whole process because I just wanted to see if I could go to the NFL. Like see if I could somehow whatever the pathway was and college football was the pathway and then when I got to college football I was like wow this is insane yeah, I didn't realize college was this big and the NFL was a step above that so you so then okay so then you arrive at the University of Texas you're Longhorn so you're there right and so you're at the school tell us about the first time that some of your teammates saw you kick uh, they, they probably wouldn't have been impressed because <laughs> My first punt at practice, like it was like hyped up for me. I was getting hyped, hadn't put pads on before, so like figured out how to put my pads on and everything. It was like, man, I want to crush it. I want to crush it. I want to show these guys that I'm good, that it was worth getting me from all the way from Australia. And then I'm lining up, and it's like a live rep, like gets snapped to me. I don't even look at the ball, I'm just looking at everyone running at me. I throw it on my foot, and I just shank it directly left off the field onto the road. And everyone was just dead silent, and I was just like, oh, man. And then slowly, like, improved and got more comfortable, but it wasn't a good start. Oh, man. Your favorite moment as a Texas Longhorn when you were in college. I mean, I, look, I ain't going to lie to you, man. You're the first punter that makes me like, oh, hold up, man. I can't go to the bathroom. My man about to punt. Let me see what he's about to do. Like, I've never been excited to see what the punter's going to do. I know I'm not alone. I, I got to know, favorite moment as in college? Uh, my last game, for sure. Um, it was my first bowl game, and uh, we won it. I ended up getting, like, 11 punts. Um, I won the MVP as well, so, like, that was – it was just a way, like, crazy way to end my college career, like, getting a win and getting the MVP. That was unreal. Family. Tell us about some of your family members back home. Brothers, sisters, fam? Yeah, I got an older sister. She's, um, she's living in Sydney. I got mom and stepdad living in Sydney, and they, they try and come out for the games. Mom and stepdad came out for the first three games this year, and um, I got a cousin who's, like, a brother, basically, and he's, uh, he's punting at Texas now. Kitty kick? Yeah, he's he's getting used to it as well. It's I mean it's hard as a freshman coming in, no matter how much you prepare in Australia. It's the first time you've ever played an American football game. Right. But you know he's he's feeling comfortable and like he's got a big leg on him, so he's gonna do some crazy things. Okay, so I mean you got one, you got a bionic leg, foot, all that stuff. So what has been for you the toughest transition from Australia? to college football at Texas, to now the NFL? Uh, the toughest transition would be when I first got to Texas, like trying to deal with like the time difference. 
because like you can't even FaceTime people at the same time. Like, it might be 3 a.m. when you have your spare time in the day. So that was kind of hard, but then you find out a routine that works. Right. But uh, since then, like, how about really, since you got, how about the transition from college to the NFL? What's NFL. been the toughest? Just finding a routine. I'm a big like routine guy. So every like every day in college, I'd have something that was like specific to that day leading up to a game. Even if it was something real little and stupid, like drinking a certain drink on a Wednesday, like it reminded me that it was a Wednesday and it's a couple of days before the game. Now I've just like developed my um, my routine and with the Seahawks because you you arrive at different times and you wear different dress to the games and you drive yourself to some games. So it's all about just getting comfortable with a new routine and now I feel pretty comfortable with it. Okay, so let's pretend like it's a home game. You're going to play at CenturyLink Field. What would be your routine when you wake up on Sunday morning? Um, I'll wake up a couple hours before breakfast. Okay. And, uh, I like going on a walk around the building. and I started getting... So originally, I was getting there super early because I was just so eager. And I was getting there an hour and an hour before the first bus the early bus would even leave the hotel I was already at the stadium like an hour before that and I realized like that was not good even though I was so like eager to do it I just instead I forced myself to wait around in the hotel longer and then leave when the late bus leaves so when I get to the stadium I'm just like rushing and like got like a hyped energy about me instead of kind of getting there and being able to chill so that was one of the things I like doing now. You got a, do you have a favorite, I mean, you say you're a routine guy. Do you have a favorite meal? Do you have a favorite drink? What are you doing? doing yeah, that? so uh, spaghetti bolognese pregame. Um, in college, we used to have like a, a shot of yellow Gatorade, and we'd have to do like a toast and cheers it, and then we'd have a specific handshake and all that. But now I eat by myself because it's, it's different. It's a different setting in the NFL. It's not like college anymore. Right. But I still have like, my chocolate milk and coffee mix that together did that. whoa 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 Paul hold on hold on chocolate milk and coffee yeah where did that come from man it just happened one day in, in college and it just I just stuck with it and have to have to do it now and wow that's, that's one of the things that's definitely one of the routines chocolate milk and coffee now I gotta tell you I got an opportunity to hang out with you guys for a little bit both you and Tyler Ott for a minute man that, that dude was pretty funny yeah that dude, that dude is, I mean, I mean, I don't think I even know anybody from Harvard. Yeah, no, he's yeah, the only healthy I, I, guy I know. Yeah, he's definitely. What's that relationship like between the two of you, man? Yeah, I mean, as soon as I got in, he was always, um, you know, I'm not, as a rookie, I'm not going to come in and try and joke around too much. Like, I kind of just wanted to be quiet, be seen, not heard, just kind of do, do my things, try and help out as much as I can with the vets and try and stay out of their hair but you know since we've been on the team together we've played some games together we can joke around a bit more now and he's just been a good mentor for me as well I try and learn as much as I can from every different player of every different position and he's he, he, he makes you feel confident out there like he's very confident in himself and when I'm out there I, I know that it's going to be a good snap and I know he's going to do his job since you've been with the Seahawks and don't worry you don't you can share this is driving with G man we have a lot of fun on here and we sometimes we talk about awkward moments yeah. Since you've been a Seahawk, give us your most awkward moment, moment so far. I don't have anything like crazy awkward, but I feel like there's something a little awkward that I do every day. Like I just have my headphones in a lot, so I never know if anyone's like 
saying hey or if they're not like around the building early in the morning so that's always awkward I sometimes I feel like people are saying hey or hi or good morning and I, I never know and just kind of say anything that I think that they're saying so I know that I'm answering their things wrong like if they're saying how you doing I'm like yeah good morning like, <laughs> I bet that happens all the time right right um, well obviously I mean you now have found out what it's like to play a Central League field in front of the 12s, a loud stadium, yeah. no doubt about it. How has that opportunity and experience been for you so far? I mean, I love it. I, the crowd gets me hyped, but then when it's time for me to chill, they're chill. So they they know they know how to yell and stuff. And when, when our defense is out there, I can get hyped with them. It feels good. Um, they definitely give a lot of energy to the, to the players. And if I ever hit a good punt, and I hear them yell, I'm like, wow. Like, that's the biggest thing, like getting getting the crowd like excited over a punt. That makes me feel good. Okay. So can we talk about Detroit for a second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you've been asked this. I, I'm trying to find an angle where, that, where there's a special way we can discuss Detroit. So let me get this straight. So... You, you, you were supposed to do one thing or maybe you misunderstood or whatever the case might be. Okay, cool, whatever. But you get the punt, and then at that moment, what is really going through your mind? So I first get it. I was gonna happy to take the safety. I was just going to try and soak up as much clock as I could. Okay. Um, I was kind of running, and they came to block it, so all their plays were kind of behind me at this point. And I, like, do a couple takes. <laughs> I was like, stuff it, I'm going for it. Just <laughs> shot up the sideline and took a hit, but like, didn't really feel the hit at all. And I mean, I knew, but, but I, I knew I was going to get it, but I knew it was going to be close. But this is, wait, but this is your first, like, <laughs> this is like, oh my goodness, I'm running in the NFL right now. Yeah. Are you scared? No, I was, I was happy the whole time. I was like, thank God I went for it. Like, I knew I was getting it. I was just excited to get it so then I could just go talk to people on the sideline after I got it. Now, when you got to the sideline, was everybody hugs and cheers? Yeah. Yeah, it, everyone, everyone it, was crazy and just like... Including the coaches? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were like, you're crazy. You're insane. <laughs> good, good work. Man, how about, how about some of the Detroit Lions? Did any of them say anything to you when they tackled you? No, they didn't. But after the game, Quandre Diggs, who was a Texas guy, he was just saying, man, you're lucky I wasn't over there. I would have lit you up. But, yeah, I guess. I guess I'm lucky. What's the hardest hit you've ever taken, both college or – I mean, you haven't been hit, obviously, really that much. I got hit in – I did I, got, I did two runs in college. One of them got called back. I would have got the first down, but there was, like, a holding penalty. And that, that hit was all right. The hits aren't really too bad. Like, I don't really feel it because I, I guess I just, like, hyped up. I couldn't take more than, like, five a game. I feel like after five, I'd just be, you, you be th- out of it. <laughs> you, you think you could do what Chris Carson oh, and, no and, uh, and Mike Davis do? No, no. <laughs> in between the tackles, the big boys in the I was, I was just thinking about, like, sometimes, like, they run and then it gets called back. And, that like, they run, say they got ten yards, they have to do it again, and that run didn't count for anything. Like, that just clicked to me the other day. I was like, I'd be so angry if that happened, if I just ran and took all these hits and it didn't count for anything. You said it just dawned on you, like, yeah, yeah, that would, I wouldn't like that. No, not at all. So, this, so the first time I saw you 
kick. Like, I, I, I was watching. This was at training camp. It's very beginning. Like I said, again, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I was like, man, what, why are they picking a punter? And, of course, then that day I said, oh, I see why they picked a the punter. Bro, you were, like, you had the garbage pail can things in the corner of the end zone. And you were kicking balls and trying to make them in there. Yeah. Did you used to do this in Australia? No, that that was uh, uh, that was just meant to be one of the competitions at the end of practice, like we do on competition Wednesday. We didn't end up doing it, but um, I was just like practicing and trying to trying to get it in the trash can. I got it in right before, and no one was looking. Like I was trying to get Coach Schneider to look, and he wasn't looking. But <laughs> I did get one in. Tell us about Coach Schneider. Now, I, look, the one thing I've known Coach Schneider and. and Nobody, not many people will bring up his name because they're special teams, and special teams don't matter unless something messes up, yeah, right? Yeah. But I know Coach Schneider was a player. He was a man. Just, really? oh, man, he was the guy. And now, I mean, he still is intense. What's he like as a special teams coordinator for you, man? He's great. I, I love Schneider. He, um, on, our, on, on my pro day, he came out, and we just, like, connected right away. He's, he's got a really good energy about him and just, like, makes me feel confident going out there. I know that... Uh, I could have ended up in a position where I don't, you know, click with a lot of coaches and as a rookie that would have been really hard but he's just made the whole transition like so easy, made me feel so confident and same with uh, Pete, you know, they both just make you feel confident within yourself so he's a, he's an, he's a great coach. So the drop kick my uh, I, I haven't, I hadn't seen anybody when I was, I'm from Chicago and my uh my first football coach, Tony Mozzarella, may he rest in peace, um, he would drop kick field goals all the time. Really? All, all the time. And I was just like, and I used to always try it, and I never could do it. I mean, absolutely never could do it. I mean, he could drop kick them from 30 and 40 yards out. Easy. Wow, well, yeah. How far can you drop kick one, man? My record is 65. But like, not in a game or anything. No, 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 right. no. Doing it. You've fine. kicked, you've drop kicked a sixty-five yard field goal. Yeah. <laughs> not consistently. Like it's. Yeah. It's hard. I maybe hit if I'm if I'm feeling good, one out of six from sixty-five. Okay. How about from not not in the game? We're not talking about games. From let's just say from forty yards out, drop kick, out of. Six. How many do you think you'll make? Four or five. Man. <laughs> Bro, okay, so, all right, so look. So, I mean, obviously, it's a gift. You're able to kick. What is, so for punters right now, there's there's some punters right now that are watching this, right? Like, I mean, seriously, I mean, there are. What are some things that you can do to, I, I don't know what to do. What are some things you can do to continue being able to punt well? Besides going to the trainers and or whatever. Yeah, I think, like, the thing with like punting and punting coaches it's like real mechanical like they try and get you real mechanical and tell you your ball drop needs to be like this or your steps are too short too long your angles like this but like I just would say don't get too caught up in like the mechanics of everything just be an athlete if like practice punting and whatever works just keep doing that and get more consistent with it just punt a lot and figure out what works for you and you know, use some of the tips they give, but also, like, don't get too tied down in all the mechanics. Just reps. Yeah, just reps and just work it out for yourself. It's not, it's, it doesn't need to be super mechanical. Like, my, 
my punting style is completely different from anyone else's. It's just what I've worked with and what works for me and what, what's consistent. You know, like everyone's different and do what works for you. Wow. Now, when you, um, in the future, the long future, because you got a long NFL career ahead of you, what are some, if you weren't playing football, what do you think you would be doing? Uh, I would have got my business degree from Texas. Um, hopefully starting up some sort of, I'd want to create something of my own if it's a business, a product, a service or something. I'd want to get, I feel like I get really passionate about something that I've created. Um, so I feel that's what I'd be doing. Right. Not too sure what, but when I put my head down and do it, I feel like I'd figure something out and, and run with it. Right. So what it, So since you've been in Seattle, off the football field, away from practice and things, what does Michael Dixon be doing around town, man? Really just chilling in, in my in my apartment, really. I bought some Normatec boots, like the recovery boots, and I'm chilling in them for like an hour, an hour and a half every day. I'm just surfing YouTube, doing anything, playing Madden, talking to people back home, FaceTime. Are, are, are you better at Madden now than you used to be? Than I used to be, yeah. It's still pretty bad. I'm just bad at video games. I've tried playing Fortnite and just gave up. I didn't know how to build the stairs and quit. I was like, it's not for me. You know what? That, now, that's the part where I see my sons doing that, and they running, and they go, do, 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 do. Yeah. I'm like, wait, how do you build the stairs, man? Mike Davis plays a lot of Fortnite. Yeah, I see. I see on his social media. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. I mean, I can play, like, COD stuff, but, like, as soon as the building came in and building stairs and all like traps and stuff I was just like it's can't do it not good enough right well we almost here to your destination here at CenturyLink Field and uh, one of the uh, things that I like to do towards the end is this is an opportunity for you to talk to the fans a direct message to them you can say whatever it is that you would want to say to all the 12s that are watching right now you're up um basically just like thank you for accepting me as one of one of your players i know that drafting a punter like you said probably would have been annoying. i'm sure i'm the only one no i'm there was a lot there was a lot but you know i wanted to i expected that i knew either way if, if you're going to draft a punter you're going to get some sort of questions about it and since i came on on the team you guys have just been nothing but supportive and just shown you love and made me feel like i belong so thank you for that Ah, well, there it is. Another edition of Driving with G, Michael Dixon, as he's getting ready to uh, join the Taste of Seahawks to benefit Ben's fun. And, man, we got to do this again sometime, brother. Don't, don't, don't stay a stranger, brother. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right.